You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. What's up? Welcome to the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, and Tony Sincata. Got you covered for the next hour going through some NFL mock drafts. Let you know with some players not named Mayfield, not named Allen, not named Rosen, and not named Barkley could end up in the 2018 season and how they're going to be able to help your fantasy football teams. Tone, what's going on with you, my man? Uh, no, no, I watched uh, I watched uh, Odell Beckham and, and Gronk during the uh, uh, Odell Beckham's uh, far superior dancer. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. He said a little bit better of of a dancer. But do you think he'd be cooler? But the to Giants, hang out with? the Giants seem like they must have met and practiced that stuff before. And they look, they, they look, they did look like a rehearsed bunch between the. Uh, <laughs> Between the groomsmen, like, yeah, that was really good. Right? Like, I'm like, what was Paula Abdul choreographing? <laughs> Paula Abdul at this age tone, probably not the choreographer. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I was like, this is this is these guys got it going on here. They had a good time at uh, Sterling Shepard's uh, wedding's uh, reception. Yeah. You can find those videos online. Uh, the New York Giants turning up as the young kids like to say tone. So, yeah, Odell Beckham is a you better dancer than Rob Gronkowski. If we had a, if we yeah, had a dance wins. bracket, he would probably be the one seed. You know what? The NFL probably should do something like that, and the players would probably do it, too. Like, it's cancel the Pro Bowl and have a dance-off. <laughs> <laughs> like, probably get the ratings to be I'd, higher. I'd more likely tune in to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you something. When I look at this, Rob Gronkowski and Odell Beckham, these guys dance and stuff. They're having a good time. But if I'm Hugh Jackson, right, and some of these end zone celebrations that I see that uh, go off, if one of my team, like, uh, had the one where they – one of the greatest ones I saw was the free throw, and they all stood at the foul line, and they pretended they go for a rebound. Like, I thought it was well thought out. Yeah. But if I'm the Cleveland Browns and my team did that, I'd be calling the offense over and say, listen – Obviously, that was very good, but why are we spending more time on our end zone celebration than trying to uh, run the 42 right jump pass, boom, because we can't score, and all of a sudden we have the best touchdown celebration because we yeah. practice that all the time. Exactly. It seemed like they're practicing. Like that's the part that would get to me. Yeah. That was the part that would get to me. They're practicing what they would do when they get in the end zone, but not practicing how to get in the end zone. No, no, they got to do a better job at that. And it looks like they got a lot of weapons now, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how those weapons do pan out for the Cleveland Browns, who probably don't need to be doing too many end zone celebration routines uh, anyway. So what, what do you feel about that, Tony? Um, players that, like, this is, oh, I always found this interesting, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I've gotten on Rob Gronkowski about this before. When, a se- when you have a season-ending loss, when a season comes to an end, do you have a problem with players going out partying after that event, after that game? Uh, yes and no. Like, uh, growing up, like, we always would be like, uh, when you lost a game in high school, you couldn't talk on the bus on the way back to wherever. Like, I don't know. It could be an hour. It could be two hours, right? So you're there and, you know, and get that. But I don't have a problem with it. 
weeks after. Like, uh, I, I don't know. It, it's like that game. Like, I hate seeing players going over and laughing about it after the game. Like, that bothers me. Like, right after the game, that bothers me. Like, I, I can think of, like, for example, the Houston Rockets some years, a couple years ago, maybe even last season, after they after they had lost, like, either a game six or a game seven to get them eliminated from the playoffs. It kind of was all smiles on the court and hugging and shaking the other team's yeah. hand and stuff like that. It was like, hmm. I feel like y'all didn't really care, to be honest with you. Yeah, and once you, like, I guess, like a day or two, I guess, like, that I'm okay with. Like, I even had a problem with, like I said, I, I didn't think the Patriots were as focused as they were in the other Super Bowls. When I see Bill Belichick at a football at a basketball game that night during uh, the Super Bowl week, he's at the Minnesota Timberwolves game, and I'm like, that's crazy. That that, that never happened before. And people uh, killed Odell Beckham Jr., right? They had an off week, and he was out uh, partying. Uh, down there. Well, he had off week. He could have been doing anything. Just he has the means to, you know, have a flight and go down to Miami. Is it a bad thing? Well, it doesn't look good, but it probably wasn't a bad thing. Probably wasn't. You know, it was a stupid picture to take. <laughs> stupid to take that picture on that boat and and never had yeah, that. You know, yeah. you're never going to really live that down. You feel what I'm saying? That's that's the problem. All right, there with some of the decisions. Like we already discussed, uh, Odell needs to get a better management. Uh, around him and have better people so he can stay out of the news for really simple stuff because really there's nothing wrong with a lot of the stuff he's doing you know well you know well hopefully you know well I don't know how about the Giants trade of Beckham right they say they want to get the and so somehow he's become a bad character and they want to get the bad characters out that's gonna be insane if they say that and they keep Odell Beckham Jr. because I don't know if he's a bad character or not but he does cause a lot of distractions on that team. And the problem is you've seen what they can do without him, which is terrible. So how do you go and get rid of Jason Pierre-Paul? Like, I thought that was fascinating, that trade, because he's the fifth highest paid defensive lineman. But for whatever reason, the way they had the contract written, he was only $2.7 million against the cap. Why would they trade him? Oh, uh, I, I believe he was a lot. It, it doesn't seem it, didn't, it didn't seem like a smart move for the Giants to do it at all. But I think he was going to be a lot against the cap next season. So they got rid of him a, a year early, which makes sense because they probably couldn't get rid of him before. But yeah, I mean that I'm, I'm not, like that was a baffling move as well. Interesting. Hey Tony, have you been following this thing with all uh, this guy Daniel Bryant? Now he's back in wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. So two years. It took him to get back in wrestling. He uh, he he started going and uh, he was doing his thing, and uh, they wouldn't let him wrestle. And then he found some. Uh, he kept. He didn't give up the fight. He found some uh, people that would okay him, and then the NFL, then WWE okayed him. Look at that. He wanted to be back out there. He was very popular. I remember buying book bags and and stuff for the for the younger fella. He, people <clears throat> go, yeah. His big chant is yes, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Imagine one little stupid thing like that makes you a overnight sensation. You ever think you ever see something like this, Tony? But like, why didn't I think of this? Oh, yeah. I say that all the time. I say that all the time. You know, it's just life is strange. Sometimes you're in the right place at the right time. Sometimes <laughs> the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, now this week, uh, you're going to be working on the carton show. Are you looking forward to that? I'm looking forward to it, Tony. 
you know, obviously it's not going to be, um, you know, it's, it's I don't want to say bittersweet because, you know, I think we'll still have, you know, obviously it's going to still be, you know, um, fantasy sports talk on the network. But I really won't have any fantasy sports shows to be talking on, Tone. Do, do, do you think my prowess is going to go down as a player? Uh, no, this is part this is part of Lenny Malik's plan. Um. <laughs> this is how this is, this is how he finished my this is how he finished my career. He's gonna he's gonna promote you, but yeah, that, he got it backwards. So oh, okay, I uh, I listened to the I listened to a test show you guys did. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell people that, and uh, I think it's gonna be very enjoyable. For people out there, I found it. Uh, but I found that test show. You need to c- on the internet. Well, what, what what do you what do you think? Uh, of oh, some you of found that? it on the internet. I found it on the internet. Amazingly. Oh Jesus! All yeah. right. Uh, I think you got a disturbing view of cougars. Like <laughs> really, <laughs> but I don't know what women you're hanging out with or your friends are hanging out with. That was. Uh, that was odd. Yeah. Spice Girls, though. But it's good to be clean. So yeah, I like no, that no, that's the most important anyway, thing. Possible. And I think the way you mentioned it might be effective and kill a lot of germs. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if it's a bad thing. I just never heard about that before. Yes. I Listen, that, I've never. That's ex- what happened in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. I just wanted to make sure, Tony. I've never experienced it myself. But I, once I hear somebody oh, okay. tell me that, I, it kind of just stuck with me, and I was always worried that, um, you know, that disinfectant might um burn. Jesus, yeah, that was, yeah, it might. That's what you know, Scott Angle. I was t- I said this on the last show, but that was a baseball show, so the same people ain't listening. Here's the deal. I, I, I'm a Scott Angle fan. I work with the guy. I enjoy working with the guy. But he's full of poop. Oh, he, is. he is full mm-hmm. of poop more than anyone on the station. Scott likes to pretend he's an athlete. And oh, there's God. no way he's an athlete. <laughs> and, and I could tell it, and none of you guys can ever debate me again, except Scott, because he never says he's r- wrong, is that he doesn't understand the pain that you get in from getting Ben Gay on your genitals. No, And if you don't, play sport if you've played any type of sports it's happened by accident once or twice to everybody that plays sports it's just one of those things like you have a sore leg or something or somebody puts in your locker you know on your jock strap they put ben gay all over it and then you get it on and it burns like a bastard like you feel like your nuts are on fire and scott's scott was like no that's never happened to me that doesn't happen to people it happens to anyone who plays sports yeah so scott's never been in a locker room other than to be a voyeur no. <laughs> Scott, voyeurism at the park. <laughs> so that's what he's been doing at the ballpark all of these years. Is voyeurism, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I see hot Ben Gay. That stuff kills your nuts. No, it does hurt. I have had experiences where you get that yeah. that tingle, and then you doesn't. It it, it, it uh, takes <laughs> it takes a while to leave. I've actually been pepper sprayed, and um, no, yeah, really? been pepper sprayed. You have to be careful with that too. You've been pepper oh, sprayed. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> took a real How good you, blast. Uh, um, <laughs> what did you? 
What did you do to the woman to deserve that? No, 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 no. It wasn't that type. Of, it wasn't that type of uh, thing. <laughs> and in and, and life before, in the life before the fantasy executive Tony, I used to uh, work in the United. Uh, it worked, used to work as a part of the United States federal government, and the, and one of the training regiments, we actually had to get hit with pepper spray, point blank. That makes that doesn't make sense. What I didn't could, know about the pepper skip. spray is that. You have to be very careful when you remove it from yourself because yeah, it, it it will get, not only is it going to harm your eyes, if you don't clean it off per- properly, which I didn't, um, it will get in the rest of your skin. And throughout the course of the day, as you touch, you know, <laughs> different parts of your body, whether it's an itch or whatever the case may be, those that area yeah. will also get affected by pepper spray and it's very yeah. uncomfortable. That you know, one time I was taking a poop, right, and I didn't have. There was no toilet paper there. That's like, dangerous. Oh, what do I do? You gotta get up. I'll yeah, get it one was of the a kids. really, it was a really good one too, right? Yeah. So I decided that I would go with the Clorox wipes. Yeah. And I used the Clor. That's that left a tingling sensation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some chemicals on those things that are not meant to go in to your anus, no. and um, it really. And it really tingled for a while. Yeah. I, you had to get in the shower after that, that to get that to, to wash that yeah, off you. you I don't, feel what I'm saying? You know, we don't generally think that gay guys are tough guys, but they got to be pretty tough because oh I only had a little play with my anus and that hurt. I think All right. Gay guys are tough, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Man, we're going we're off the rails now. Oh. <laughs> You want to call us? The telephone number is eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. So, Tony, when you look at some of these players, I th- let's try to talk a little football, and then I'm quite sure we'll get back to this at some point. When you want to talk about some of these uh, players, Tony, I'm looking at this uh, NFL.com mock draft, and I see where I guess people would say the player outside of the quarterbacks and um, Barkley that everybody wants to kind of get a look at is. Alabama wide receiver Calvin Ridley. A lot of people don't think he makes it past the Ravens at 16. And I obviously we think the Ravens, the Ravens need a number one wide receiver, somebody that can come in there and take over. How do you feel about Calvin Ridley if he's a member of the Ravens as his fantasy outlook? Like, there's so much speculation on how good this kid is and whether he is truly that good. And they've went and signed so many receivers. I'm not shocked if he gets by him anymore. I think there's an opportunity that he does. And his stock has certainly dipped since the combine. So I, I think there's a good chance. I think it's 50-50 he, get, he, he doesn't get picked there. This is a guy that we thought was going to go in the top 10. Now he's slipping outside the top 20. I think he doesn't get past Dallas at 19. Um, but I think there's a chance that he doesn't go at number 16. Yeah, and the Ravens, do you think he can get past, what, what, what about the Bears at eight? Oh, yeah. I think, he's, I think his stock has changed so much that he won't be picked there. Mm, interesting. I think the earliest he's going to be picked. Could be Dallas at 19? It's 16 at, at Baltimore. Okay. And then you don't see nobody you know, else? Other teams, no. I think it's today. I'm in Dallas. Interesting. And the other guy that I think is very interesting on where he could go in a draft is Lamar Jackson. 
if Arizona doesn't get all these quarterbacks and these all these guys go, does he go to does Arizona pick Lamar Jackson? Does Buffalo pick Josh Allen? I, I, I think Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo leaves this first round without a quarterback, and I, I think Arizona could leave the first without a quarterback. Do you think Arizona can pass on Lamar Jackson if he's there? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think the guy could play, and he won't make it to them in the second round. They have to trade back late in that first round. All right, here we go. Off and running right here. Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. When we come back on the other side, we can you talk about some more of these prospects and where they could land. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Fantasy Football Frenzy, FNTSY Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Sincata, Parson, getting it done, going through some of these prospects. Hey, Tone, who do you think, after Barkley, who do you think is the next running back to go off the board? Yeah, that is, it's going to be Geis. I think it's Darius Geis, huh? Yeah, uh, but I have, I don't think he goes in the first round. You think it's or you think you think it's no other running back? I I, I can't see me. I think the truth. The, 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 I think the Ravens have to take a wide receiver. I think the Lions have to take a running back. What did the Lions sign to play? I wouldn't they didn't they sign uh, like Gary Blunt? Yeah, that means they're going to win the Super so you Bowl. Think that- <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that's it. So you think they would take? You think they would take another running back there? They, who do they have? I don't think Blunt is 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 a is a. I mean, they got Theo Riddick, who's a third down back. Are they are they still going yeah. to experiment? What's the, what's this kid's name? Amir Abdullah. No, I don't think so. They need a back real bad in Detroit. The quarterback make all of this money. They get a new head coach in there. New OC comes to town. I gotta think that they want to go ahead and get this running back situation squared away right now because it's been miserable running backs in Detroit for years now, Tone. Yeah, there's a there's a couple. Uh, uh, the, I got four mock drafts ahead of me, and Darius Geis, two of them have him landing in Detroit. Um, oh. They also believe that Sonny Michael could be a, a, a now. Now, there. if Sonny Michelle jumps up to the point where he's the second running back in the draft, right, Tone? I don't. I That's don't because call of Alvin Michelle. Kamara. I have a, I have a problem calling him Michelle. You know, because of the way his name is spelled. You want to call him Michael or something like or Michelle. Well, so, Tony yeah, Michelle. He's a big dude. He shouldn't be feminine. Well, well, Michelle is can can go either uh, number of ways. You know, when well, no, you don't really see no this, female, no male uh, Michelle. We've been talking about a lot of guys going a number of ways on this show. Yeah, but today. Michelle is yeah, it's interesting. Michelle is definitely, but it's his last name though, Tone. You feel what I'm saying? So last That's names true. are different. Okay. If he I'm, jumps I'm all the way up Jackson to be, doesn't get picked by Arizona. No, me neither. 
Cause it's, I want him to be a Jaguar. You think it works down there in Jacksonville for him? Yeah, yeah. I think they want him. A lot of people are saying that he, Lamar Jackson won't slide into the second round because he won't get past the Patriots. See, I don't, I don't know. They haven't picked a quarterback that early, though, right? Both those guys were picked in the third round. Mm-hmm. Brissett and Garoppolo. Yeah, they don't pick quarterbacks early. But do they look at this as a can't-miss prospect? Yeah, I don't know. Somebody, we still don't know who the team that has them as the number two quarterback on the board. It's New England. It's the Giants. <laughs> I doubt Dave Gettleman is doing that, Tony. Giants fans were mad no. this week. They didn't like that trade at all. They, uh, no, they didn't like that. I That seems like, isn't there laws against discriminating against handicap? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know if you would consider him a handicap because this was like a self-inflicted thing. Well, he's still got less digits than the rest of us. Yeah. And he got eight and a half sacks. I was that? The less digits. He had more sacks than he he's got fingers. Old. <laughs> Which is impressive. You ever see how you carry that thing around, Tony? It's all bandaged up and rubbed and taped up like a club almost out there. Like a foreign it, it, object. Every time every time I saw it, it didn't look good. It looked like he had an infection. Because mm, it was all, you know, bandaged up real big and stuff like that. It looked yeah, like it, it could have been swollen yeah. underneath there. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, um, running backs have a hard time going here. Going with it to Detroit or just in the first and round? In, in the general. first round, yeah. I think, you know what, we're spoiled. Saquon Barkley's a guy that we think is, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime back. But I don't – it wouldn't shock me if he's the only back picked. In the first? Yeah. You can get a guy like – It makes sense. It makes sense with guys going See, to Detroit. Yeah. And, if Michelle jumps up and is the second running back, it's because of the comparisons to Alvin Kamara. I think the NFL being the copycat league tone, I think a lot of people are saying to myself, if we can get Michelle, then we got a back that could compliment that we then we can do what the Saints did with Kamara last year. I really think that's where the NFL is going with these running backs. Mm. I think it's gonna force our hand to make running back receptions half a point in fantasy. Oh, really? You think it's gonna get too out of control? We had two running backs catch 80 passes this year. <laughs> I believe Kamara and McCaffrey each caught over 80 balls. Here's a way to do it, but I don't I don't think I don't know if he statistically if he can do this. You shouldn't get a point for reception behind the line of scrimmage. That's going to be tough to but do. I don't know if Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I think then you the numbers would even out. I think but I don't, I don't, there's no way, like, part of the beauties of football is the simplicity. And if it's not in the everyday box score, how do you do that? Yeah, that, that's too tough. And that's why I think it has to go down to half point for a running back reception. Wide receivers still get the full point, but running backs get a half point. Because, I mean, at this point, when you, when you, if you have a player that can run for 1,000 yards and catch 90 balls, I mean, 
at some those teams that become those teams become too hard to beat if the running back is catching that many passes unless you can offset it with your own running back that's catching passes then we're back to the days of fancy football draft start running back running back I think giving a half point to a running back reception is the way to solve that and kind of keep some balance in the scoring yeah I'm, I'm not disputing that I'd have to go and put the numbers together and look, mm-hmm. and look at that but we're getting to a point where yeah the offense is a, it's a copycat league. The offense is going to go through the running backs, and the passing game is prevalent in today's NFL. So these guys start catching passes out of the backfield. Uh, it, it could get crazy. Yeah. I've seen this video on Instagram of Kamara, like, dragging like a truck. He didn't look like the type of dude that can drag a truck, Tom. Um, uh, you know what's crazy about that, though? I've seen Jose Altuve doing that. So sometimes size is deceptive. Looks can be deceiving, huh? Yeah, Jose Altuve. Last weekend, I had some auctioneer duties. Altuve went for forty six. Tony, he was the highest player in the draft. Yeah, I I, uh, I could see that because people look at the stolen bases in baseball as a, uh, a tough to grab statistic, and so they'd grab him there, and they still get the twenty plus home runs. He, he, how many is he? He's not a twenty home run guy, is he? Altuve. Yeah, he actually hit thirty two one year. He's he's the best offensive player so in the is. game. Yeah, he's he's big into that CrossFit stuff. Oh, he's a Tom Brady TB12 guy. He's a CrossFit guy. Oh, yeah, okay. he, uh, he fires the uh, tires around, you know, and works out that way. Lifting tires. You know, my sister goes to this CrossFit thing like once a week. Um, I have, she's like, "Come meet me." I'm like, "Hell no." What am I throwing tires around? I need to get my I, I, my, I make my my money maker is my voice, not my my ability to throw a tire. So it won't work. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm not for it to be honest with you. I'm not for it, Tony. I'm not for it. Why? Why? Why has it become such a big big thing uh, in the NFL? I'll tell you one. The other thing that I like in the NFL is. The tight end scoring, right? The tight end. Why not make it? Do you believe the uh, the my FFPCs one and a half uh, points for tight end? Do you think we should be doing that in more leagues? I don't even like to play in FFPC leagues, kind of because of that. I've just had bad luck. I, what, what do do you pay up for a tight end in that format, or do you, or do you wait and try to hit, hit on a tight end, and then just be like, okay, so. When I, I first did it, when Jimmy Graham was the was the man, right, and I picked him number one overall, and it didn't pay off where he was the number one player overall, and I I've waited but try to get someone good. Uh, then you end up with like but you end, or so you wait and try to get someone good, and you end up with Ed Dixon. You feel what I'm saying? You you banking for that Ed Dixon breakout that never happened? No, I never did, but. Uh, <laughs> But if you if you took a guy like Jack Doyle, you made out, and you didn't have to pick him that early. But then, see, I think even in I think in that format, a, a guy like Doyle is probably three rounds over ADP. So now it's like, and then you then you feel like you need a shower after you take him. That's why I haven't really, I I I play in the with the pros versus Joes because that's free. But I've always done terrible because I can't figure yeah. out the tight end thing. 
Yeah, the tight end thing is the uh, the whole key to it. And it, the one thing you have to do, though, people, is if you get in a new type of league or if you get in a different type of format, find out who won the year before and try to look at their team and mm-hmm. see what does, and that will help you with understanding the scoring. Try to emulate that that scoring, obviously. They yep. got some $35 leagues. I might hop in one of those as like a little practice run or whatever. But for the most part, I try to avoid that format. MFL 10s are back. I might sign up for one today, Tony. They're up and rolling already. They're, they're, they're legal all, all over the country now. And you probably, and you probably even with the with the new site over at Fanball, Tony, if you you probably yes. still have credits left from your old MFL 10 account. Yes, I uh, I do, and I've uh, I actually used them for baseball, but uh, uh, you can get in there and you can get things happening. So if people can get a uh, yeah, the ten dollar ones are crazy because it's a lot of fun, and you get to learn as you go because you can take your time and go through the picks. Now, I don't know what the time limit's going to be on the MFL tens because they got they got eight hour eight and four hour. hour clocks, two different sizes. Yeah, and then they started to uh, put in in baseball this year two hour clocks, and people loved it. So I think we could be uh, moving up with tens come July, Tony. This is going. I don't know how they're going to do this. But with Tim's and Tens come July, they're going to have live draft rooms where you can go in and draft live, an MFL 10 live that night. So you got to have... It's going to be a lot of lonely women. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of cold... <laughs> let me not say that. It's going to be a lot of... <laughs> it's going to be a lot of cold feminine parts come the months of July and August. <laughs> so they won't need that... Uh, Oven cleaner. <laughs> no, they won't. Because <laughs> if you can sit up there, because you know, we know Cass Tony, I would sit up there and draft night after all, I mean, back to back to back, especially if they can do it live. The ability to slow, doing yeah. it slow is what kind of slows them down. But if some cats out there tell them, if, they, if you tell them you can draft four of these tonight, they're going to draft four tonight. Some of these guys are- Impatient when it comes to the slow drafts, oh and it's kind of crazy. Like I get that way sometimes too. But then, you, if you really think about it, if you're doing a slow draft now, what what are you rushing for? Exactly. You, you know, we're when the season's seven months away, start. but people people get pissed off. And some guys uh, ticked off at me right now, Tony. Uh, you know, over the weekend, last weekend, I was extremely busy working and getting money and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, the clock was expiring every now and then, the four-hour clock. And dudes were like, well, come on, man. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm working, number one. Number two, this season's not getting ready to start. It, the damn draft ain't even passed yet. My goodness. Now, I don't know how everybody handles that differently, the four-hour clock. So there are some drafts somewhere that you get the next available player that automatically goes to your team, like the next one in the queue. And then there's some that... You they they just skip your turn and then whenever you get back you go and pick but you've lost you know the opportunity to pick um, you know if ten picks go by you lose that opportunity. All right, they should just go ahead and, and take you off the clock, put you on auto pick, and then just give you the next uh, just give you player according to ADP and what position you need. Yeah, and generally that's that's it. I know in the uh, NFC and the NFBC if you miss two times in a row, uh, it puts you automatically on the. Uh, yeah. On, the, on, on auto. And that's good. That helps beat the draft up. And in this way, that four-hour clock don't take too much away from your, you know, from the people that's out, out, there, out there and trying to enjoy it and try to get all the work in now. A lot of these MFL 10s, Tony, as a matter of fact, I think they may even have an ADP. If I start to pull that up, 
Uh, I, Saquon, I think Saquon Barkley's ADP is like 10. He's going to go. If he ends up in Cleveland, he's going to go in the first round for sure. That offensive line has improved. Um, so I think he'll go in the first round. But I, I just don't know. Like you, you need to get touchdowns when you pick a running back in the first round. And how much can we count on them to score and get in the end zone? And where do we go from there? Um, I, I wouldn't want to get that guy in the first round. You said you wouldn't. No. Well, I have the ADPs right here, but I know we're headed up towards a break, so I can um. We'll dust. I'm looking off. at uh, Matt Matthew Berry has him ranked as the eighth running back. Really, it's interesting. One spot ahead of Leonard Fournette, which I would not. I would pick put. I would put. Of I think I would put Fournette ahead of Barkley. Yeah, me too. At this point, and three picks ahead of Melvin Gordon. Oh, he would. He's definitely behind Melvin Gordon. Well, who does who Matthew is Matthew Berry, who does who is, who does Matthew Berry have ahead uh, of him? This interesting. We got, yeah, we got time. Here's the top ten: uh, Le'Veon Bell one, Todd Gurley two, David Johnson three, Elliott four, Alvin Kamara five, Kareem Hunt six, Dalvin Cook seven, Saquon Barkley eight. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette, 9, McCoy, 10, 11, Melvin Gordon, and 12, Christian McCaffrey. Interesting. I would not put uh, Cook ahead of Barkley. I think I still want to see Cook to make sure he's healthy. Other than that, it doesn't sound too bad. The Cook thing's interesting because I think he's going to be a guy that once we start getting closer and closer, that's going to keep moving up draft boards because the shows will be talking about him. And I think if we continue to see people putting running backs at the top of the draft boards that have the jobs to themselves, Dalvin Cook's going to be a guy that's going to be solidly in the first round. Yeah, because you got that, that he has that bell cow mentality. Um, he can definitely, and like I say, I believe when he went down last year, um, he was leading the NFL in rushing. So he's definitely going to be a player that guys are going to be in on. And I'm I would take eight too. of these backs in round one. I'm looking at it right now. I believe we. I thought I knocked my microphone off for a minute, Tone. I do believe we have about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Right now. According to ADP, nine of the top 12 players going in fancy drafts of running backs. So that means, of course, you can guess who those wide receivers are. Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, and one Mr. Odell Beckham. So right now, Julio Jones is outside of round one of fantasy drafts. He can be a steal in round two. He can also be a bust in round two or due to injury. When we come back, we'll break down these ADPs right here at the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Final segment, <clears throat> Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Tony Sincata and Corey Parsons. So here we go. MFL 10's ADPs as we stand right now. Uh, number one is Ty Gurley. Number two is Le'Veon Bell. Three is David Johnson. Four is Ezekiel Elliott. So, Tony, you get the big four running backs go right off the board with the first four picks. Yeah, and, and I would, uh, I would definitely – I'm okay with that. I think the only thing is you might be able to change, you know, the way you go, the numbers you can pick up. I think you take any of these four. I would go Le'Veon Bell number one, Todd Gurley two. I'd go probably Elliott over Johnson. I I would agree. I would go Elliott over Johnson, and I have no problem with Bell over Gurley or Gurley over Bell. I think that's a depending on how you feel that one particular day. But I definitely would take Zeke over over David Johnson. One of the, one of the appeals to David Johnson was the fact that Bruce Arians will tell was telling people. I don't. He's gonna get the ball in every play, you know. He saw situations where a couple years ago, when he was healthy, David Johnson was getting the football forty times in the game, and I'm like, oh my god, a new head coach, a new a new coordinator, a new scheme may not give him the foot, may not give him that much volume, Tony, and they probably should. That's true. That's true, and I think that you know everybody looks at David Johnson as a guy that had the opportunity to be a bell cow back. Well, we saw how bad Arizona was without him in the backfield, and we see more and more teams go to two backs. Don't discount that they could draft a running back. I can see that happening too. So I think, you know, obviously David Johnson is still one of the top offensive players in the league. So yes. I don't want to say that situation is fluid, but I would wait till after the draft before I invest NFL draft, before I invest big, big money in David Johnson in any fantasy league because. We don't know what that role is going to be this year. So let's see if they added a piece or two. And then still, I even want to wait to training camp and put a microphone in the coach's mouth and see how much time he's going to touch the ball. I don't think he's going to touch it at the level that Arians was giving him the football. Um, at five and six, Tom, we see the two wide receiver goals in Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. Some would say Hopkins can go on ahead of Brown. I think that's getting too cute. Hopkins ahead of Brown? You think it's too cute? Yeah. I agree with you. I agree. But if you are at full throttle with this Deshaun Watson, how do you not make that move? Hmm. I mean, they're throwing 350 yards every game. Crazy, right? And I wouldn't do it either. But but I'm I'm thinking that it's not it's not it's too much. I know what I'm getting from Antonio Brown, so it's a safer pick in the first round. I don't want to blow my pick, uh, so that's why you go with Brown instead of uh, DeAndre because we've seen DeAndre Hopkins not get number one receiver results the last three years. We've never seen Antonio Brown not deliver number one wide receiver, so that to me is why you do it. But I don't think it's crazy that if someone did it. 
after those two go, it's uh, Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. Then we see seven and eight, another pair of running backs going into their second year, Alvin Kamara and Kareem Hunt. I find this interesting. Kamara is uh, ADP is seven. Hunt's ADP is eight. Mm, is that in... I don't know. I think I think Hunt should be seven and Kamara should be eight. Now here's the problem where I I'd go to Kamara. Now Kamara, the negative is you have Mark Ingram there and he gets a bunch of uh, work as well, right? But I don't know what that Kansas City offense is going to bring me. They lost their offense coordinator. Um, you also have a change at wide receiver. I have a quarterback situation that's changed. So there's a lot of unknown there, and I know what I'm getting in Kamara. Yeah. I You're right about that. Even though he does have that piece out there with him, you got this change in OC, and then you got this change in – well, Andy Reid is still there, so you know it's going to be some weeks where Andy Reid just don't give him the football at all. So there you go right there. Yeah, I mean, uh, there. So I would go Kamara <laughs> over, over him. Nine at nine, you got the next wide receiver going off the board at Odell Beckham. At ten, you get Saquon Barkley, who does not have a team. Eleven, you get Leonard Fournette. Twelve, you get Melvin Gordon. I, I think I would take. I would take. I would put Melvin. I would probably take Melvin Gordon ahead of Kareem Hunt. I would put Melvin Gordon all the way up at eight. I would definitely take him over Beckham and Barkley and Fournette. I just look at the volume, the pass catching, and the nose for the goal line. I understand we haven't seen dynamic running back work between the tackles. The YPC is low. But he just he's he's a guy the in the system and the way they play tone, he scores fantasy points. Oh, absolutely. I mean when you look at it there and you know, is that a situation where it's the offense there? Or do you believe that he puts up the fantasy points? It doesn't really even matter though. I it mean doesn't. the guy's yeah. in the offense and yeah. So that's what I, I a lot of times where I say with the New England Patriots situation with the with the wide receiver in the slot is a plug and play situation there. I don't believe that Julian Edelman's anything great take. It's just we saw Wes Welker do it. We see Edelman do it. Certain teams, you fall in the situation. Same thing happened in Cincinnati's tight end this year. I don't think Tyler Croft was a superstar, but I knew that he had the same body size and the same situation there that he was going to fall into, and that's why I went with, with Croft. A lot of times these NFL offenses, if they don't change the offensive coordinator, you get the same offense, you just stick a different piece in. Yeah, no doubt about it. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, you're right. <clears throat> and I think, oh, I can't think of the head coach out there's name right now. We've seen his running backs be featured in his office. What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the coach of San Diego's name, Tony? I mean, my offseason mind is taking over for me. Anthony Lynn. We've seen Anthony Lynn yes. running backs put up big numbers for fantasy. Third wide receiver to go, I mean, excuse me, the fourth wide receiver to go off the board, Tony. At 14 is the current ADP is New Orleans wide receiver Michael Thomas. He has now jumped ahead of Julio Jones. Would you agree with that? Uh, Yes, I do. I do. I just think the volume's there. Julio, one game to the next there is not the same guy, but it's close. And we talk about diversity a lot. I think if I had five or six teams, I would go probably three and three. I can agree with you on that one. Julio Dangles off the board. Then you get the next wide receiver at ADP of 16 We're into the second round now, and that's Keenan Allen from the Los Angeles Char- I mean, from excuse me, from the Sandy. Well, what is it now? The Los Angeles Chargers, Keenan Allen. So you got you got <laughs> Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and Keenan Allen as a, as a, like like that second tier of wide receivers right there. 
all big volume guys, but two but of these guys have injury Keenan issues. Allen, is Keenan Allen guaranteed to be a big volume guy, or are we going to see Mike Williams emerge finally there, and does some of the volume go away from Keenan Allen? Now, would you drop down? Would, would you be so worried enough about that, Tony, that you would drop down and put guys like A.J. Green and Mike Evans over Keenan Allen? Nope, I okay. wouldn't. You I, still I, go I would Allen. Go ahead and pick him right around. Yeah, but I do have some concerns, and uh, I liked what Mike Williams did there. And then I also have concerns with the quarterback, Phillip Rivers, and how long he keeps this magic going. Phil's going to be 38 in the next season. If Lamar Jackson is sitting there on the board for the San Diego Chargers in the first, do you do it? Would I do it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Philip can't play forever. He sure can't. I mean, uh, we, and, and we Vanderjack is Vanderjack is not Vanderjack. Um, um, Vinatieri is trying to play forever, but um, I don't think Rivers can do it as a quarterback. No, no, and that's the other thing. Discrimination. Do you think there's a thing as discrimination in America? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain of it, <laughs> considering. <laughs> how come you don't how, how come like it, it goes in so many ways like you're not supposed to uh base a job on discrimination right yet i don't see any big fat women working at hooters how come no, no one complains about that it's not right either tony you know maybe like, maybe they don't yeah. maybe, maybe they don't go apply because they're not confident in themselves i think that's what it could be i, I don't know i don't know and then i've seen I don't see, like, unless you're flying on one of those airlines that are, like, a really cheap, I don't see any, like, 300-pound, 80-year-old women as a stewardess. No, I haven't seen that either. I have seen some older stewardess, but they still have, um, they still get it done. I don't know how it works. That's what I mean. There's so much discrimination that goes on everywhere. Um, you know, that, you don't really see short. You really don't see two guys too short being, uh, like, Bouncers at nightclubs, can that be discrimination? Oh, yeah, that is certainly discrimination, right? And it all gets back to the midgets, too, right? We, we, we want them to be politically correct, and we don't call them midgets anymore. And now they, don't, now they lost their jobs on the WWE. That's sad. It is, Tony. I mean, we got a lot of issues that we got to tackle. We we seem to do good with football and social issues. I think at the same time we I think I I think we I think me and you Tony radio show after radio show we could bring this country together. That's it, one step at a time. You got to do that. I did a show off stand up fantasy. You guys could go. Can women and men just be friends? And my answer is no. Really? Why no, not? Yeah, because because I I I. I, I did a lot of research, right? And this guy was friends with this girl for three years. Like, they were just friends. Mm-hmm. And then one night, and, but he would try to hit on her a lot, and she wouldn't. And then one night, she just uh, had sex with him. And I think that's what happens. I think it's just like, you know, eventually you just, you know, give him a hand job or something. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Let's try to get back onto something. Um, that's that's interesting. Though. No, yeah, I think if you look at it, and, and and here's the other part: 
is you can't say like I think men try, and he, and you can't tell me oh they can be friends because the woman said no fourteen times. No, that that other color. Nah, somebody, somebody, somebody reject me that many times, Tony. I'm not going to be your friend. As a matter of fact, That's you wouldn't exactly want to be. You, I, as a matter of fact, you wouldn't want to be my friend. You're like I've told you no three times already. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, and. And why would you, if he was truly your friend, why wouldn't you want to make him happy? That's true, too. That's called sympathy sex, Tony. <laughs> you, know, you kind of feel bad for him. So you're like, hey, come here. <laughs> Take this. I, I, wow. I, yeah, I've actually thought about that a lot. I think that more women should do that. What about men, Tony? Like, do you, you think maybe all... you should engage in sympathy sex? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I would try it once. Like, if I knew someone really needed it and mm -hmm. they're down and their dumps and their self-esteem was suffering, I, I will rise to the occasion. <laughs> You'll rise to the occasion and take care of them, Tony? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I asked this, pro this question on uh, FST the other day on Overtime Edition. Say you have a, a, a friends who are couples. You know both of them equally, yeah. the male and the female. You know both of them equally. You know both of them are your friends. Yeah. You know both of them the same amount of time. They're your friends. <laughs> If you found out one of them was cheating on the other, either or, would you would you mention it to the other yeah. person? No. Yeah. And here's the reason why. First of all, they're not going to believe you, and then you're going to lose them as a friend, both of them. And I, I think it's just one of those. And then, you know, maybe you could you could feel better about it by saying maybe they have an arrangement. You know, they they're allowed to. Yeah. You know, see other women, and they're like, I don't know. I wouldn't tell anyone. I would keep it to myself. I think I, I said I would do the same thing. I was surprised that some of the younger guys like Ventra and uh, and Seely were, were saying that they would tell that the other person. And I'm like, you just supposed to mind oh. your business. They were like, no, they were telling yeah. because if you're cheating on your on my friend, then you're not my friend. And I'm like, you old guys are really taking this serious. Oh. But yeah, but I'm just like, I, I think this is a situation where your your best bet is to mind your damn business. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Like people are entitled to their own personal lives, right? Mm hmm. I mean, let them let them go out. Do you ever go out with a friend that's always uh, like, yeah, always have that married friend when he goes out because he doesn't get out much. He's like wild and he's trying to hit on every woman possible. I, I know, I know several gentlemen like that. <laughs> Those guys are the greatest. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> I know a guy when we went out with one time, he took off his wedding ring, right. And the next morning, See, he couldn't find yeah. it. Yeah, uh, that's not good. So basically, See, I, I, go ahead. I, I like the guys with the confidence to keep on the wedding ring. Yeah, I, I would, if I was a married man, I'd be that guy. I mean, but I, I, I would also yeah. be faithful too. But now, with this being said, <laughs> this guy was scared to death. Right, couldn't find his ring the next morning. We actually had put together. We were we were out of town. It was like a fellas trip. We had looked on the internet. We were going to go to a, uh, it wasn't Modell's, the Sports Authority, and we were going to buy yeah. it. We were going to buy a bat, and we were going to beat him down with the bat and say that he was robbed. <laughs> this is the only. I, 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 
He's probably got a $22 wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, we went downstairs. We got in the car, get ready to go to the sport authority to buy the bat. This guy almost has tears in his eyes. And we feel terrible because yeah. we're about to bat our friend, you know what I'm saying, into submission. And we get in the car and his ring is sitting in the back seat. He was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tell you what, though. I don't know how I would feel about, like, beating my friend with a bat. Like, I would be kind of like, this is crazy. I mean, I know, really right, Tony? This? I mean, you, you, you're doing him a favor, but are you really doing him a favor? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he wants you to do this to him and he needs it because his wife's going to kill him, like, I don't know how hard I don't know how hard I could, like, do I really tee <laughs> off on a guy or do I have a hard time? Like, you, that's one of those situations I don't think you know until you're in it. Yeah, I agree, Tony. Like, you start swinging and he's like harder and you're like, what? <laughs> or, or what? Or you just crush him and you break his leg or something, right? Yeah, and he's like, he wait goes, a minute. what are you, a jerk? <laughs> what are you doing? You broke my foot. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you shouldn't get married too young, people. This is this is a gentleman that was married before he was twenty five years old. You know what I'm saying? Constantine, you learning anything from this show? Have you learned? I, have you learned anything from this? Show? Honestly, every show I learned so much, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, many years later, he's now uh, he's been he's, he's been he probably been divorced longer than he's been married now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, it didn't uh, work out. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> so he was gonna take a so he's gonna take a beat down and get still get divorced and still get divorced anyway. Oh we tried God. to bring you as much fantasy football information as possible today, but um, I think we got some good stuff out there. But you obviously you can head on over to um. MFL 10's now already in action. Fanball got it rocked out with the new NFBC Sports Hub technology site. So you can hop in and start getting your strategy together. We were not any help to you. Morning shout out to Pete Considori for holding it down for us. Make sure that we sound the best that we can. And uh, for Tony Sincata, I'm Corey Parson. Tony, we out, my man. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>